Hi everyone, I'm Hef. Yes, yes indeed. I, I kind of look like Chris Farley and I've got the news for you. All the news, all the breaches, all the hacks. But this week we're going to do something a little bit different. With me today on the microphone is Noah. Yeah, welcome. Welcome back, Noah. You know, uh, this week has been an interesting week from a news perspective. We of course have the Okta breach and Lapsus these six to, six to seven teenagers being locked up. We got to talk about that, Noah. And I think it's good to you know do a little breakdown on it and explain exactly play by play on what the heck is happening here. We are security metrics. We try to keep you current with the changing threat landscape. See all the threats you've been missing. Help you secure your peace of mind. And of course, hold yourself to a higher standard. And never have a false sense of security. Well, we're coming to you from the lodge here at the base of the Silicon Slopes. You can subscribe to our website and, of course, hit the like button and, uh, you know, show us you appreciate us. Leave a comment. We love that kind of stuff. And now this week we are talking about Okta. I thought we'd do something a little bit different this week, Noah, and try to explain, you know, really what's happening within the, the kill chain of Okta and how they're attacking and how they did it. I think that'd be a pretty cool way to, to start off the show. Yeah, 100%. Everybody's talking about Okta right now. Let's run them through it. Yeah, everybody's talking about Okta. Now, I, you know, Noah, if you ask me what keeps me up at night, this past week, what keeps me up at night <laughs> is passwords being stored in spreadsheets on employees' computers, right? That's the thing that is the huge takeaway from this Okta breach. Yeah, you definitely don't want to have a passwords.txt or Excel, spread Excel spreadsheet or yeah. something with Important information in there. Uh, looks like in this Okta breach, uh, part of what was compromised was an Excel spreadsheet titled, oh, what was it? Dom admins hyphen LastPass dot XLSX. Can you believe that, folks? So keep uh, that in the back of your mind. Idea. <laughs> As we try to explain what the heck is going on here, we are going to do it to the theme of... <laughs> So we're going to use Mortal Kombat to try to explain how Lapsus got into Okta's environment. And as we do that, we're going to start off here with a little background on exactly what the heck happened. And it was because of this security researcher, right? Right. So the security researcher leaked the uh, Mandiant report. I guess uh, Mandiant is an incident response firm, right. cybersecurity company. And they came in to respond to this uh, Okta breach, and this security researcher leaked their findings, yeah, their so, report. So we got a timeline of all the events of how it happened, uh, when it when it went down, and everything like that. But before we get into that, we got to understand that Lapsus, what we understand here is very. You got to remember, folks, you're talking 16 year old kids, 17 year old kids, very inexperienced with operational security. So what we have is a lot of great data points to try to explain back to you in the audience how exactly this whole thing went down and what we know is octa is behind a lot of big name breach i'm sorry octa uh, lapsus excuse me brother lapsus. <laughs> hey, octa might be behind a lot of these breaches <laughs> lapsus behind a lot of big name breaches right right yeah lapsus has really been in the news recently uh nvidia microsoft octa like the list goes on yeah you could definitely watch those past episodes where we look at some of those breaches that have gone down but the one that i want to call out here is you know, these young kids, they're boasting. They're boasting on message boards about hacking Microsoft's internal DevOps environment. And and while they're doing that, they're, they're still exfiltrating the source code from Microsoft's environment. Kind of a funny thing to see and hear, but that's that really shows you how junior of, of a ransomware group 
lapsus really is. Exactly. Yeah. So, Noah, you know, we want to talk about Mortal Kombat and do a little theming here. You ready for round one, Noah? Let's fight. Round one. Fight. All right. Let's get right into it here. So here's what we got. We got these three players. We've got Saitel, Okta, and Mandy. Can you explain to the audience, Noah, who exactly these three people are? Yeah. Three groups? Let's start with Saitel. Saitel is the customer service uh, provider for Okta. I guess it's like a call center. Um, you can rent them out to support your product, kind of take that off of your business's shoulders. So they were doing the customer support for Okta. Uh, Okta is the single sign-on provider where passwords are stored, uh, account credentials. And then Mandiant is the company that Okta hired to come in and do the incident response. Yes. And of course, Lapsus is the extortion group, the ransomware group that went after Cytel. And from Cytel, they were able to pivot into Okta's environment. And that's really where we want to focus this, this presentation to all of you, is showing you the different phases of the attack, from the privileged escalation, from the initial recon that Lapsus did, getting into the environment, maintaining persistence, going from there making lateral movements across the network and of course eventually exfiltrating the data they needed so that is kind of where the story goes and if you're not familiar with this term of the cyber kill chain you mind trying to kind of explain that for our audience because we're going to reference that today yeah exactly so uh cyber kill chain is kind of like the timeline for a cyber attack and the one that we're gonna use today for our demonstration, it starts with reconnaissance and it ends with the actions on intent. Yep. So it's kind of all the steps in between those two things that the cyber attackers, the threat actors have to go through. And we should re mention there's a lot of different kill chains out there that you can reference. The one that we're particularly referencing today is the one from Lockheed Martin. I find that when you teach someone cybersecurity, this is a very good tool to try to explain cybersecurity to those that may not understand how the bad guy gets in an environment and how they move through the environment, the different stages of the attack and how it all kind of ends. So what you're seeing on the screen is that kill chain. And we're going to try to explain how Lapsus did that through the attack cycle. So, okay, with that in mind, let's get right into it. So this researcher, he released a timeline and can you kind of explain what started the initial part of the, of the timeline? So this, in the kill chain, we're referencing the initial compromise, how Lapsus got into Cytel's environment. Yeah, so I guess there's a vulnerability that allowed Lapsus to get in. And that's kind of like the first step in that cyber kill chain. They did it. Uh, Lapsus did some reconnaissance. They found this vulnerability and they exploited it to get in. Yeah. And when they got in their environment, what was interesting is the initial part of get the initial part of the compromise was they found they, they used an RDP log on. Can you explain to the audience what, exactly what RDP is referencing? Yeah. RDP is remote desktop protocol. Um, it allows you to remotely control a computer and see the screen uh, as long as you're connected. It's uh, If you're in InfoSec, this is one of those port numbers that's just burned into your mind. Yeah. This is really, Noah, if you're talking about Mortal Kombat here referencing, this is really our first fatality. Fatality. Yeah, fatality, Rad. So RDP, I know with our clients, we always recommend if you don't need services, you turn them off. Is RDP a good idea to turn it off if you don't need it? Oh, yeah. I would recommend everyone blocks RDP on their firewall. So what's interesting about this initial part of the compromise that Lapsus did into Cytel's environment is they used GitHub, which is this yep. huge repository of what? Code. <laughs> so anybody can upload their code to GitHub. Uh, there's tons of cool open source projects. 
uh, free software, um, collaborative things, and also hacking tools that people have made and open sourced and published on GitHub. So uh, Lapsus was able to go onto GitHub, find the tools that they needed to get more access on these systems, and they downloaded them from GitHub and they were able to run them. Yeah. So again, Lapsus, they go online, they search for their victim. And what they figured out was we're going to go through a third-party provider, Cytel, who's handling a lot of the customer support for Okta. They figured it out that we're going to pivot through Cytel into Okta's environment. And they may not even known that at the time. No, it's highly probable that it was just accidental that, oh, we got Cytel's environment and yeah. now we're going to try to pivot from there now that we, we found some keys to the kingdom, which we'll explain to you in just a minute. So here's what happens, folks. They do the initial compromise, they get into the environment, and they start to escalate privileges. From from there, what are they doing, Noah? How are they how are they trying to get through the environment and get some sort of foothold in the environment? So the next step that they did was they got Process Explorer and Process Hacker. Yeah. And, and where did they find those at? Uh, I think those are from GitHub, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. found them on a free so. <laughs> repository, folks. So they got Process Explorer, Process Hacker, and then from there, what are they doing to get a foothold in the in Cytel's environment? So you can use those two tools to look through the processes that are running on a computer and shut some of them down. So this is used for kind of like debugging, uh, stopping software that's crashed. But also it was used by Lapsus to disable the FireEye endpoint agent. Yeah, and this, folks, is another... Fatality. So now imagine, folks, this is what happened. They come in, they start shutting down all these processes, and for some reason, because they were able to escalate their privileges, they were able to shut down the endpoint. Very difficult to do, to turn off an endpoint. And it doesn't matter, folks, if you're using FireEye, uh, if you're using... Like what other Sophos. Yeah, Sophos. If you're using Sentinel-1, any of those CrowdStrike endpoints, the fact is this threat actor disabled it. And the minute they disabled it, the keys to the kingdom start coming down really quickly because now they have full control over the compromised computer, over the compromised machine. All right, so next up in this story then, we, we switch gears for a moment and with the endpoint agent disabled, now that the threat actor disabled it, what did they do next? After that, they were able to get Mimikatz on the computer that they'd infected and they ran it. Mimikatz is a credential jumping tool. So they were able to use that to get uh, logins to other things off of the computer, probably yeah. other account. And that credential dumping utility, it's a very popular utility. It's used by a lot of threat actors, not just Lapsus. But in the past, we've done episodes on Lazarus, who's another threat actor. We've done episodes on Carbonac, Fin6, APT21, APT28, which is an acronym for Advanced Persistent Threats. So again, many other threat actors use this tool, this Mimikatz tool, to get in the environment and start dumping credentials. And when they're doing that, Noah, what are they really looking for? What is the bad guy looking for? They're looking for the username and password of somebody who has more privileges on the network. So they're looking for somebody maybe with domain admin or some other uh, form of admin that's going to let them establish more into the network, uh, get more access, get more files, keep moving on. Yeah. Now, without getting too technical here, there's a lot of different techniques that can be used with Mimikatz to try to get and steal credentials. In this case, uh, we don't have all the techniques shared, have not been shared with us in the audience, but we do know that there have been several other techniques used, but Mimikatz is the tool they got and they used it and it's completely free to get all those credentials. From there, Noah, they pivot it and 
again, they're escalating privileges, escalating privileges, trying to find logins, trying to find credentials that can be used. And they got lucky. They really got lucky. Because what happened next, Noah? Well, they found the golden egg. They found uh, LastPass.xlsx. Yeah, and, and what is LastPass? Before I, I know most people know what Excel is, but what is LastPass? Why is it named that? Why is that Excel file named LastPass? So LastPass is a tool you can use to store your passwords in. It encrypts them and it keeps them in the cloud. So that way you could access your passwords on your phone or your computer in a secure way. And when you're moving your passwords to LastPass or out of LastPass, the normal way to do it is to download a spreadsheet or a CSV of all your passwords out of LastPass and import them into whatever tool you're switching to. So it looks like somebody was switching out of LastPass and they took all their passwords out into a spreadsheet and then they never deleted the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy, right, folks? Yeah. So here it is. You're, they're using a LastPass as a password manager. They're storing their passwords in Excel spreadsheet. And the, the fact that the name of the file is actually DOM admins, which leads us to believe what? Maybe domain admins. <laughs> so this file, folks, is shared between multiple, potentially multiple domain admins at Cytel. Now, this is really the next, you know, talk about Mortal Kombat, folks. Right here it is. Fatality. Another fatality, right? <laughs> and now, man, this no, this was the the coup d'état, right? This is the keys to the kingdom are out there now, right? Because who mm -hmm. knows what types of passwords are in LastPass? Oh yeah. Except we do know, which is the Octa password, <laughs> which was in this document, and that is where the bad guys now were able to pivot out of Cytel's environment, pivot out of this third-party service provider that. Okta's using and now go somewhere new. And the place where they decided to go to was... Okta. Yeah, yeah, Okta, which now gets us into the next part of this story. And before we leave Cytel's environment, guess what the bad guys did, folks? They took a copy of all of Cytel's emails. So they set up a email transport rule, meaning that all the emails going into Cytel would also get forwarded to these hackers. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Finish him, Noah. Finish him off. Yeah. You imagine that? I mean, to really add insult on top of injury, not only do you have the keys to the kingdom, but now all emails within Cytel's environment are being forwarded to Lapsus, to the threat actor environment. That's yeah. that's pretty uh, pretty intense. Uh, and I, I would I would give them kudos on thinking of that that final uh, little diamond on top of the icing on the cake. But so Noah, where do we go from here with this story? Uh, from here, uh, Mandiant was hired and did this report. They looked through, found everything that happened, and um, reported it back to Okta. Then yeah. a few months later, um, these hackers published the screenshots, which was just recently, yeah. and the public found out that this happened. So Okta knew about it for a few months, but we just now found out. You know what that means, Noah? It's official. You suck. <laughs> yeah, you suck, right? But you know, had Lapsus not actually released that information, we would have never known because for some odd reason, and this is what we're going to get into the next part of the story as we wrap this up, understanding that Okta kept this secret and for two months and Cytel kept this secret from Okta 
for a month or at least not not telling them exactly how bad the situation was in their environment and they may not have known it's possible but the reality is there's a lot of lessons learned here to be taken away for your own business and for all of us as trying to understand it and again we're very lucky that this security researcher bill was able to get this document from mandiant and release it to us in the public so we can then share this with you uh, everything that went down. So as we talk about here, what are the lessons learned? I thought it was interesting that Okta apologizes waiting two months to notify their customers of the lapsus breach. I mean, is that the best way to give an apology to wait two months, Noah? No, not at all. No, very insincere. And of course, the CEO now is backtracking and saying, oh yeah, we goofed. We we screwed this up. Don't they, Isn't there a term they call it now, Noah? You said something. It's Okta goof or something? It's like oofta. Oofta? Because they goofed Because they goofed in their Okta. <sighs> Unbelievable. All right. So what can we learn from this, guys? And this is really where it's all about. Friendship. Yeah, it's all about <laughs> friendship, folks. And we thought we'd take a quick moment here just to kind of explain some of the questions that we have, some of the questions that the security researcher Bill put out there. I'll throw out this first question, Noah, and that is, you know, for Cytel at least, why do employees store passwords in Excel files? It's crazy to me that they do that. All the security yeah. awareness training that's out there, and they're still doing that. Yeah, I guess they did it because it was convenient at a time, but it's really a bad practice. Introduces a lot of risk. Uh, if they had never done that, maybe LASPAS wouldn't have gotten into Okta. Yeah, it's a high probability. And then again, folks, this is where security awareness training comes in handy. It's something that we always uh, talk about with our clients here at Security Metrics. We actually offer our own line of security awareness training products. So highly recommend if you have employees right now that are storing passwords and not just in Excel files, but in TXT documents, you, you got to get that behavior corrected because you're creating a doorway for the bad guy to get into your environment. Yeah. Question number two, Noah, is about the endpoints with Cytel. And I always ask this. I know that regularly scanning for files that contain passwords and logins is a good best practice. If you have endpoints installed in your environment, you should be doing that. Exactly. This is one takeaway that if if you don't have endpoints, I highly recommend you maybe consider finding a vendor that can do that. We also offer that here at Security Metrics as well. And having a, a an endpoint vendor and having somebody in your environment like Security Metrics that can find the bad guy and regularly do these types of scans will help you help you be that much more secure, increase your security posture. Another question that always comes up with this breach is Okta knew that the machine of one of their customer support members, Cytel, was compromised back in January. Okta knew back in January, folks. So why didn't they start investigating it back then? Uh, they they had potentially the capability to detect the attack, and that that is really it's useless if they're not going to respond to it. So yeah, it's just kind of irresponsible. If you know something bad's happening, you should probably do something about it. Yeah. I imagine when this hits to be a class action lawsuit, this will be one of the key talking points for the lawyers uh, going up against Okta. All right. Number four on our list of questions from this breach is when Okta knew about the Mandiant report back in March, it explicitly detailed the attack. We're sharing it with you right now on, on in this this briefing, yet they continue, Noah, they continued to ignore the obvious signs that their environment was breached. Uh, and it wasn't until Lapsus did shine that spotlight. That's crazy to me. You know, it's like, well, we're, what were they planning on doing? Not telling anybody? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's criminal in my mind that you have all these clients that are paying you good money and you're choosing to ignore and not 
talk about this. And in all fairness to Okta, they may actually come back and say, well, we didn't have the investigation complete. But the reality is we know when the Mandiant report was completed and we knew that there were problems back then. So uh, Okta, you've got some explaining to do. All right. That, that's my worst. That's my worst impression there. All right. So no, question number five that we want to talk about is Cytel. And, and that again, similar to the Okta question, why weren't customers from Cytel notified? And Cytel, Noah, you know how many customers they have? Oh, a ton. A lot more than Okta. A lot of companies yeah. use Cytel for their customer support. First sign of compromise, their customers should have been notified, and they weren't. Instead, what we come to find out, Cytel waited over two months as well to notify, to even hear about the breach. And we didn't even know about that, really, until this started getting leaked. The mandate report started getting leaked. So, again, a lot of questions, Ben, to, to, to answer here. Uh, you know, another one, too, is, you know, with Cytel having so many more customers, uh, you know, oftentimes... Let's talk about admin privileges for a moment. What are some good best practices to do with admin privileges, Noah? Uh, so you want to have like the principle of least privilege. People yeah. only should have the privileges over the computers to execute their work functions. And other things should be reserved for IT or security teams. And even those teams should have some kind of like auditing in place. Yeah. You know, if you're going to log in to do something on this account, you should have the password for that stored securely and you shouldn't stay logged in as an admin or any. Yeah, that, and that's insanity to me. And then, you know, that really goes back to this question here, Noah, is if you had the right admin privileges in place and the right rules set up, even with the endpoint being disabled, the minute that Lapses started creating email rules for transporting forwarding rules of all the emails within Cytel's environment, that should have set off red alarms and red flags, but yeah. it didn't. Uh, completely again ignored. So very, very a lot of questions to ask on the posture of Cytel's uh, cyber environment. So, so uh, one last thing that we want to talk about here is the subprocessors. And anytime you have a third party in your environment, folks, do your due diligence on it. I always say don't don't trust them to handle everything unless you really trust them. And that mm -hmm. takes a lot of time and effort and relationship building. And in this case, perhaps maybe Noah, too much trust was given to Cytel to do the right thing. Yeah. I, I guess that's the best way Definitely. to look at it here. Uh, and when you do that, folks, that's when the keys to the kingdom could potentially crumble. So there you have it. Okay. There's some questions that we have out of this breach. I hope you enjoy the line by line breakdown of the timeline of what's going on here. Exactly. Again, is this beautiful kill chain? Again, there's different variations of it. This is the one we choose to use, but we had a lot of fatalities today and a lot of fatalities that did not need to happen. Sub zero maybe could, maybe didn't need to win this match. All right. You know, the bad guy doesn't always need to win. So Cytel, Okta, Lapsus, those are the players, Mandiant involved. And uh, with that in mind, we kind of want to just end on one final slide, Noah. And the bad guys, they got caught. Uh, they got caught in a very interesting yeah. way. And I want to say, Noah, you know, we broke this story last Wednesday or the last time we recorded this briefing. Our last briefing, we talked about how there was some doxing going on and that it might be a 16-year-old kid from the UK. And lo and behold, Noah, I was so happy this past week, the story actually broke and we were right. It was yeah. the 16-year-old kid. Could you kind of explain to the audience what happened with that? Yeah, so this kid who was a part of Lapsus and he was doing some hacking, he's based out of the UK. And I guess he was doxed on the hacker website after he had a falling out with some of the other hackers that he was working with. And they revealed his name, his address, uh, his social media. 
And because of that, the authorities were able to find him quite quite easily. Yeah, so. I thought it was interesting the way his dad said, well, uh, I just thought he was playing games. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, but, And then the dad, you know, was really trying to explain the background on his son. He's like, my son has autism. He's in a special needs school. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why he could be doing this. And, and he had like $14 million dollars. <laughs> In his bank yeah, 14 account. 14 million in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So again, he had his falling out with his business partners and that's when the, his business partners release his name, his address, social media pictures. And then that house of cards on lapses starts crumbling. We do know that there are... Uh, stories out there of another hack that I just heard today of lapsus being credited to it. Even though there's these kids that are now in jail, mm -hmm. there's still more lapsus threat actors potentially out there that are part of this group. So fascinating stuff, Noah. And I'm glad we could share it with the audience on this, yeah. this timeline. Yeah. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about this Octa breach. Um, tell us what your favorite uh, cyber kill chain model is too. Yeah, we'd love to see that. that. We're going to hear some diamond models. I know that. And on behalf <laughs> of Noah, on behalf of myself and the entire team here at Security Metrics, thanks for joining us on this Mortal Kombat video game expose of, uh, of lapses. Yeah.